Just waiting for David to hit record and we'll do this. Sorry guys, I've done this long enough that uh, I've learned we like to record sessions for two reasons. People can see them after and then we know what we've said. Yeah, you're, you're good. So while he's doing that, I'm Jake Breen. Um, a lot of you may not know my face, but uh, we're known as Team Utah Cribs on the Wasatch Front. Been in the business 17 years. Uh, been a managing broker of a few brands, uh, Berkshire Hathaway being one of them, and uh, one of our large competitors. I, I won't tell you who, because we don't mention their name. Um, I actually opened and ran that brand and was the managing broker for Salt Lake when they came to town about eight years ago. Um, so I've straddled the fence, I like to say, between production and management. Uh, my team down in Salt Lake is, uh, kind of a unit production team, uh, you know, not in a boastful way, but to paint a picture of who I am, we did 167 transactions last year, about 67 million in volume. Um, and uh, we also on the side do quite a bit of our own real estate entrepreneuring. Um, we've done property management, we've done some subdivision development, we've done um, quite a few flips. We own a construction company, Breen Homes. We do, uh, We've had homes in the parade of homes the last uh, five or six years in a row down in Salt Lake. So we kind of have our hands in a lot of pots in real estate. And uh, if you get to know my personality, I'm kind of a uh, spreadsheet data, um, what's next in the industry sort of guy. So um, I advise the Ronies fairly often. In fact, the quarterly reports that are produced to you in the resource center, I'm the guy building the spreadsheets and giving them all the numbers and the marketing makes it look pretty. So I know Mary and I have met quite a few times, but uh, that's kind of my background and history. So I also serve on a couple boards nationally for Berkshire Hathaway. I'm on their public speaking circuit and uh, I've spoke at a few of the conventions and uh, this is a presentation um, a group of us built on Zillow a few years ago for what's called the Rethink Council. The Rethink Council is the top producers in the national network every year, the top 25 under the age of 35. So if you're under the age of 35 and you're in the top 25 volume-based production uh, agents in the network, then you end up on this group. And what we did is this, is this group um, I helped them, well, I helped corporate start it uh, five years ago. In the last two years, I've been what they call the broker liaison to it. So it's given me a real infinite look into kind of the young top producers in our industry and how they think and what they're interested in. So a group of us built this little presentation on a white paper a couple years ago, and I got some handouts for you that we'll finish on that. Uh, We'll show you all the ways to use and maximize Zillow for free, okay? So um, for some of you that have been at it a while, the first five or 10 minutes might be redundant, the things you always already know, so just bear with me because we gotta get to a level understanding of what syndication is. Does anyone, can anyone define syndication as, as it is in real estate right now? Bogus. Total bogus, tell me why, expand. Why do we hate it? Well, they don't have all the information. Okay. And they put up wrong information, too. Okay. So when you have a client that calls you and says, or shoots you a text or a Zillow hyperlink and says, you know, I was just looking at this property and your blood boils because you clicked the hyperlink, then you hop in the MLS and it's already sold. But then your client's mad at you because they're sending you the hyperlink from Zillow saying it's active. How do you explain that? What's going on? Okay, so one way to explain it to a client, see, we as agents know, but it's hard to use terms like syndication and get into this big uh, weeds nest to explain it to them. So we say things like, oh, well, we're a non-disclosure state, so sold data doesn't automatically stream to websites, so Zillow's inaccurate. Have you ever seen kind of the speeches we give as agents makes customers' eyes gloss over a little, like if you've done it in person, they're like, I trust you as my agent, but I don't really understand what you just said, right? So let me give you, and this isn't phenomenal, and it's not, uh, 
this hasn't been through the ringer of standing the test of time, but here's how I explain syndication to consumers. Obviously, I'm simplifying it, but I tell them, here is the Earth, and here is a big spaceship above Earth, and there's a bunch of tentacles hanging down. And this spaceship is the source code. In other words, we're kind of like talking the matrix here. In other words, in real estate, what is the source? The source of the data is your brokerage. By nature of signing a listing agreement, when a listing agreement is signed, the fine print says the seller is giving the brokerage the right to use the housing information as data and marketing to sell the property. So who owns the photos? Brokerage, right? Not the seller, not us as the agents, but the brokerage. So for decades in real estate, with that kind of being the basis of how it worked, brokerages were the source and consumers had to come to the brokerage to get the information. Fast forward to the internet, all that gets disrupted. And before we jump back to that analogy, we had two computer companies that really took off in the late 90s. You had Apple, and then we can say Microsoft, or I'm gonna talk hardware, so we had Dell. Michael's idea with Dell was, I'm going to prostitute the computer. The more shops I can have computers in, the more Dells that exist in all these discount stores, the more we can display it online, the more computers I'll sell. It worked for at least a good decade, and he made billions off it. But what stood the test of time, at least to this point, was Apple. What was the difference between the two marketing strategies? Dell prostituted, put it everywhere. Apple said, hold on, hold on. I'm not so sure we wanna be the low cost leader and just throw our product everywhere it can be displayed. I think we wanna hold on to our product. And if you want an Apple, you have to come to us. You go to our website or you go to our retail store. And other than that, you can't get it. We don't discount, but we're the coolest kid in town, okay? Hold this in the back of your mind as we walk a consumer through what syndication is. So if the source is the brokerage, unfortunately, NAR cut off our hand that feeds us, and they took the Dell Computers approach about 18 years ago. And they agreed to what's called syndication. And we as an industry were too asleep at the wheel to really realize what that meant. Well, what it meant was MLSs were able to sell feeds to other websites. If you want to get, if you're talking to an engineer client, they really want to understand how this works, it's called an IDX feed. So when in the 70s, the brokerage way of having the source was a printed book of housing data that displayed all active listings, and then it got digitized, by nature of digitizing the source information, we were able to sell feeds from MLS systems, which are the spaceship hovering above, they are the source, from MLS systems into whoever wanted to plug in to the source to buy a feed. And over the last decade, as Google taught us that the sell of information uh, can be very profitable, multiple different kinds of IDX feeds are sold. So if you've ever heard of terms like RETS, MPX, IDX, they are all just the type of feed that the source is selling. So let's talk about our local MLS, utahrealestate.com. Utahrealestate.com now in 2019 sells seven, seven different feeds. <coughs> if you wanted to go create a website tomorrow, I sell homes in utah.com. You can call up our MLS whether you're licensed or not, it doesn't matter, and you can purchase an IDX feed, and tomorrow you could be displaying for sale homes on your new website. <coughs> from the MLS. 
and based on the feed you're buying, you can tell your website what you do and don't want it to display. Imagine, last time I checked, there was 667 MLSs in the United States. Which brings us to Zillow. National websites have got to buy IDX feeds from all those MLSs. Switch over to Zillow real quick. So that they can display all homes for sale on their website. So if you've ever acted like a consumer and you've shopped Zillow, Trulia, or other sites, they use a lot of verbiage, just do current location. They use a lot of verbiage that will tell consumers, we have the most accurate data. We display the most photos. We have the most active listings. Regurgitate that to industry talk, what they're really saying is, we spend the most money on IDX feeds to have the most accurate data. Their feeds, and this is the key point, You've got to get a customer to understand so they switch to trusting you instead of trusting what they read online. You've got to get them to understand that whatever site they are shopping on is only as good as the feed that that website is paying the MLS. All right, that was a long-winded answer to get you there, but now we've answered the question why consumers send you links of houses they think are for sale on Zillow you look them up on your MLS and say, no. And that's happened to me literally this morning. I'm showing a client tonight at 6 p.m. in Cottonwood Heights. She sent me a hyperlink from Zillow. I pulled it up. It closed on July 12th. I mean, already been in escrow 30 days, already closed two and a half weeks ago. So if Zillow's buying those leads and lead changes, how come it doesn't feed on Zillow? Yep. So when they're buying these feeds, for example, I said right now, and all these MLSs operate different. That's the hard part. UtahRealEstate.com has seven feeds. Since Zillow's buying so many, they often go in and buy the cheapest feed. So last time I checked with UtahRealEstate.com, Zillow's feed updates every 14 days. So if they're displaying a house, if, if the feed just updated 13 days ago, and they're displaying 123 Main Street for sale, and within 14 days, that house gets contracted or sold or whatever. Their website is not going to um, reread the source information from our MLS and see that the status has changed on the property until 14 days later. That seems older than 14 yeah. days. Yep. Yep. I've seen a couple of years. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen like that they too. Pick some out that are, they get a lot of so when you get into little nuances like that which are getting rarer and rarer these days what's often happened is a listing agent has relisted a property and changed the mls number and zillow's programming is still not smart enough to catch the multiple different uh, mls numbers so they're displaying one is still active another one is closed but it's all the same house so there's all these anomalies the 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 fifty thousand foot level discussion at least that you want to get down pat as an elevator pitch for your clients is simply, hey, I walked you through this analogy and this is the best way I've found to describe it. Here's the spaceship with all the source, the tentacles hanging down or how we plug in. Those are IDX feeds. The source is me and my brokerage and the MLS systems we own collectively. We are the source. We cut off the hand that feeds us and agreed to do IDX feeds, can't change that anymore, but best just check with me. Why? Because I have real-time access to information. I have a direct connection to our MLS system, I pay for that, and I can tell you much more than you can see on any consumer-facing website, Zillow or not. So I have found, and I've been doing this a long time, and believe me, with my clientele down in Salt Lake uh, being uh, in general, uh, younger in demographic, I deal with this on almost every consumer, especially every first time home buyer. So we'll kind of walk them through that. Once they get it, even if it's a bit confusing to them, usually at this point they will say, okay, Jake or David, who's ever on my team, we will trust you. You guys are the source. <laughs> Here's the kicker. I have found that even though they will tell you that, 
within 24 hours or less, they're back sending you hyperlinks from Zillow. No matter how good you are in speech, okay? So I'm gonna speak to you facetiously today, but the reality is, is this is how it operates in our industry, and I know from experience I can help you uh, at least show you ways that we've gotten to get around this. All right, here's trick kind of number one. If you wanna get your, your buyer, because it's usually buyers, who are surfing websites and driving you nuts, to get a bit disgruntled with Zillow, here's the easiest way to do it. They don't understand this. Either ask them, film a video of you yourself doing this, or sit down live with them and just pull up Zillow and, like David just did, click current location or put in a zip code. That's all you gotta do in the search bar. And a screen just like this will pop up, okay? And on default, you're gonna always see a minimum of two colors of bubbles here. You're gonna see red ones, and you're gonna see blue ones. Blue ones, I have found, are the easiest way to teach my consumers that they don't wanna waste time on these consumer-facing websites. What does that mean? David, just click on the for sale toggle. Okay. Blue ones, Zillow advertises as potential listings. Does anyone know what this is, actually? Not Fizbo's. Fizbo's are still under, uh, under the red. Uh, do the drop-down menu on the red. So everything's displayed as red is for sale by owner, for sale by agent. It says foreclosures, but that's ones that are actually bank-owned and being advertised by an agent. Auctions, they're now allowing new construction, and then we won't talk about this for right now. Potential listings, who's been at this more than a decade? Who's been selling real estate for more than a decade, okay? Um, do you remember back in the day when everyone thought it was the hottest thing since sliced bread, you could go to a title company and get the notice of default list? Do you remember those? Okay. Title companies don't really do that anymore because they will if you ask them, but no one asks for it anymore because that information is public, free, and streamed by almost every county in the United States. So what has Zillow gone and done? Zillow has gone around the United States and connected via an IDX feed with all counties, and as soon as somebody misses a payment and it becomes public record, um, then they display that address as potential listing or pre-foreclosure. In 2018, does anyone have any idea on a national basis how many notice of defaults actually ended up as, hey Mike, as foreclosures? 1%? A third of a percent. So when I walk clients through this, even though I've given them this speech and they're still sending me Zillow links of houses. <laughs> and I go, all right, hold on. You gotta sit down with me. And we pull up a map and I go, all right, see these five blue dots? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard those people might be in default or it's a pre-foreclosure, I really wanna offer on it. And I say, well, based on last year's statistics, it's, and it's even, it's even worse for them in Utah, you have less than a third of a percent chance of having any of those addresses that are displayed as blue dots on Zillow showing up as an actual foreclosed property. And if they do, let me teach you the process. First of all, whatever lien holder is foreclosing is gonna foreclose, then the property is gonna go for bid at the county step, and then a bunch of investors are gonna show up with cash, and it will never come to you. It's not gonna be listed on the open market and you have the opportunity. I have a nickname at the office when I walk through these things, but they call me the dream shatterer. <laughs> but the reality is a lot of times I'm just bringing uh, the reality of the situation to the consumer. So I have found if explaining syndication to them is over your client's head, if you will sit down with them and surf Zillow for five or 10 minutes, pull up pre-foreclosures and show them that they're really just being duped. The, the internet world calls it a call to action. Zillow's really just trying to get them to do a call to action so they can capture their information 
and sell that consumer as a lead. And pre-foreclosures is perhaps one of the best ways to do that. And you know they're not as prevalent in Park City, but you can see almost any way David moves the map, they're still popping up in Park City. Slide down to Salt Lake, David. I mean, you will see that they are extremely prevalent in almost any market you go. Whereas we know the last six years post-recession, foreclosures have consistently, for the last six years, been in between 0.5% and less than 1% of everything that sells in our market. So it's a diamond in the rough, yet Zillow's making it seem like there's a free-for-all of foreclosed properties you can go buy right now. Okay? Now you might ask yourself, how the heck did Zillow average over a million unique hits a day right now when this is their business practice? Well, that's because there's not a lot of agents who will walk consumers through what I just walked you through. So if you'll help me be a champion to your client, um, the more we do this, the more consumers actually understand bad business practices and then they also, it helps you gain confidence and trust with your client. Okay, so that's the site. Now, I'm not just gonna sit here and bag on them, I just wanted to show you what is actually going on. Now let's spend the rest of our time um, with me showing you the, it's the, yeah, it's the second to last. There you go. Yep, with me showing you kind of the best way you can maximize Zillow as a tool to your advantage as an agent and use all the free things they give you without advertising as a premier agent with them, without buying zip code advertising from them, without spending any money with them. Can we talk about estimates at all? Uh, no, but we can. Ask your question while we hand these out. Uh, just how inaccurate and where they get the numbers from. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you. All right, so, yeah, that's another frustrating thing we have to deal with. So you've got, um, this is back to real estate school. You have judicial and non-judicial states, right? And the reason we use these two terms, judicial and non-judicial, is usually around foreclosure, how the foreclosure process is handled. But, these laws also determine um, our beliefs in the industry or the rules around us syndicating via an IDX feed sold information. So us being a non-disclosure state, we are one of the few that our MLS systems are still holding out and we do not stream sold data information to Zillow or anyone else. Now. I've taught this class before and I've had a lot of people go, wait a minute, how come I went on Zillow then and I saw a house in Utah and the sold information was displayed? You as the listing agent or the consumer who just sold has the ability on their Zillow profile to go in and manually put in sold information on their property or your listing. Furthermore, if you're paying Zillow either as a premier agent or a zip code advertising agent, they require you to hard code sold data. So I, if I had to give you a percentage, I'd say in Utah, let's say Salt Lake. Salt Lake County, probably somewhere between eight and 10% of sold homes do end up on Zillow now. So you have enough agents that brings us to Zestimates. In states where they're getting 80, 90, 100% of sold data, honestly, the Zestimates are getting better. They're not as good as we would do it, but AI technology mixed with computer algorithms is getting, they're evaluating properties pretty <coughs> good. Even banks are starting to rely on Zestimates. In Utah, it still sucks. Why? Because they've only got maybe eight to 10% in the city sold data hard-coded, so what other numbers might they be using in their algorithm to come up with this estimate? There's really only one, tax data. And you all know how accurate, how accurate um, the tax appraised value can be. So tax assessed values are public 
they are streamed um, for our state to Zillow. So Zillow, Zillow does have uh, county accurate tax assessor data on all properties. So their algorithm for the state of Utah mixes the little real market-based sold data they have with tax assessed value, and then they spit out their adjusted rate. This is personal. Yep. I gotta go to the showing, your recording. Where can I get this recording? We'll put it on the internet and we'll send you a link. Thank you. On Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no sweat. Mike? I just wanna give you a heads up. If you try to put sold data on a property in another part city MLS, they find out you don't get a warning you just get fined because bottom line is um, in Utah or any state that does not require disclosure of uh, sold data you're in violation of NAR's MLS policy on confidentiality code of ethics on confidentiality administrative rules for the division of violation of confidentiality and violation of confidentiality in the listing agreement unless you have an addendum to the listing agreement where the seller or buyer says actually where the seller says it's okay to disclose the sold data to Zillow. Yeah. Mike's right and it is amazing uh, Mike and I could probably spend our entire careers just in violations I mean you, you could pull any transaction and it's hard there's a fine uh, there's a fine line between spending all your time policing our industry but I'm a firm believer if we all really understood how it worked and then we policed each other a little more uh, we could squash some of these uh, practices that are quite frankly illegal and bad for us collectively as a realtor body in our state but there's a lot of people abusing the system um, I've actually been on some national think tank groups that have discussed what's called, the industry calls flipping the switch, which would be three or four of the major brands across the United States get together, and on the same day, they all agree to stop syndicating, and they cut off their IDX feed. Imagine what would happen if the five major brands, which represent about 67% of all active inventory in the United States, overnight collectively to not stream we would overnight put these websites out of business Mike and I have always waited for that um, but there's uh, there's been discussions at this level with NAR and with some other private groups um, about that but there's a lot of things in the industry that are working towards kind of remedying what we did 15 years ago that set this track in motion okay so while it's still here and we have to deal with IDX feed and syndication, the um, by far and away the most popular consumer surfed national site is Zillow and right behind it is Trulia. So I do like, even though I don't like sleeping with the devil, I like to show you ways in which you can maximize using their platform in the, as an agent but not spend any money with them. I kind of feel like that's, that's the best uh, spot to be in. And so this is pretty brief, but I'll just give you screenshots of these practices. You've got these sheets you can take with you, so um, don't be too stressed if some of the things I'm saying don't really make sense. I've found if you go back and read that and then just play with it and click around, it'll make sense to you. So David, if you can scroll down. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. We're just gonna go through all the things that are free. The first thing you should do is go create your own free agent profile, okay? Now, you might think that you have one because if you have a listing, an active listing, yes, Zillow is still gonna display your listing. And Zillow is required at the bottom of that listing to display that it is brought to Zillow from Berkshire Hathaway. For syndication laws, they have to display the source. But that doesn't mean that you have a profile with Zillow. So you can create one with for free, and at a minimum, yes, you should upload your photo, 
for free, you can upload a little promotional marketing video. And for free, you can put in your professional information, resume type information. And I would suggest at a minimum under your website, if you do or don't have a site, that doesn't really matter. But put in what you've got, put in your social media hyperlink profiles, and or for your resume, um, put in LinkedIn if you've got that. All that's quick and easy. All that can be done for free. The benefit in doing that for free is not only are you displayed, but even if you're not advertising with them, when your listing comes up, if someone is smart enough to click through their site and find out who the source is, they will see your pretty picture, and then you will have the availability to fill out. Uh, consumers can do reviews on you and things. All right, next thing that's free. Okay. I've had a lot of agents get confused on this. Okay. If you are a Premier or a zip code advertising agent, Zillow has all these widgets that asks your customers to fill out reviews for you. They do it for you when your listing closes and you upload the sold information, which per what Mike said, we shouldn't be doing, but a lot of agents abuse it anyways. Zillow does it for you. However, for free, if you have a profile, you can go into your profile, and when you have a closing, there is an embedded hyperlink in your profile that asks the customer to give you a review. So for free, you can kind of rig their system and still get reviews on Zillow. Okay? What you cannot do is we use a service called uh, Gold Star Reviews. I think we pay what, 125 a month for it. And it's at the bottom of all me and my team's email signatures and at any time a customer can review us. And then Gold Star Reviews takes that review and streams it to all the places we want it placed. Our website, our social media. Zillow doesn't allow indies, any syndication of reviews. Okay, I know that sounds confusing, but what they're trying to do is protect themselves against us getting a bunch of false reviews. So you have to actually go into your profile. You have to, through their backend IDX feed, they have to prove you actually closed the property, and they give you a unique link that you can send to the customer so they can review you on a closing. So I know it's a hassle, what I just walked through, but honestly, you should do it on all your closings. Once you get used to it, or if you have an assistant, you just say, look, after we have a closing, hop in my Zillow profile, send the sellers a link, have them fill out a review, because this is where consumers are looking at you. Whether we like it or not, they're going here and reading your reviews. Um, and then, uh, this is a real live look at one of, our rethink, uh, one of our top rethink agents in Omaha, Nebraska. Single agent, uh, she closes consistently over 100 deals a year. Um, really good agent. She actually goes in and sends the link, has them fill them out, and then she responds to every single one. So glad, hope you're loving your home, blah, 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 blah. All that's gonna help you rank higher if a customer's um, just doing a random, random Google search for you or for testimonials for real estate agents in that given area, okay? So that's free. Next free thing, okay? This is, an, this is still a national presentation. Let's, I should put a big X on that one. Not, don't upload your sold information. As Mike stated, you, you'll just get fined. Okay. I've never had the time to do this. But if you're ever wondering, uh, or if you're a new agent saying, how can I get some business? Zillow has an entire section of their website that's just dedicated to um, real estate advice. It's like a blog. And they have um, keywords and tags for all types of subjects under the sun. And since you're a licensed professional, you can go in there and either ask a question or respond to consumers' question, and you can get hyper-local. You can say, well, that's not how it works up here in Park City, Utah. I'll tell you why. We're on the ski hill. And any sort of local tacit information that you can add, we have found not only does it rank on a Google search, if someone types in something very specific about Park City, Utah, they might end up on 
comments you have posted on Zillow. But it also just shows anyone who's reading specifically about a subject on Zillow that you're a local expert. Okay? And it's super simple. It operates like a blog. Go in, type in any subject. And I would argue that if you're going to spend some time to write a social media post or a blog post or an, or an article or you do a monthly newsletter, you might as well reuse and repost that information. So if you've already taken the time to do it and these are some of the things you're doing in your business, you might as well hop in here, find the subject that it pertains to and cut and paste the, info, the information you've already typed up. Okay? We've done that, it actually yields, can yield pretty high traffic traffic if it's uh, hyper-specific. We've done some posts on proximity to the trail system and, and bike trails and things uh, on the east bench of Salt Lake. And we've had uh, random physicians relocating to the University of Utah who are outdoor sports enthusiasts who found us on Zillow because we were the only ones that commented about a trail close to the University of Utah. Okay, next one. Okay, you can go in there and display your open houses. Wasatch Front Regional MLS, um, they finally reprogrammed the back end of the MLS about two years ago so that we can click a button under our listings and display the date and time of an open house and that will now stream to Zillow but a lot of other MLSs won't do that. And so I'm not sure on your new system you're using up here, I'm not familiar with it yet, but you can go in and if you're gonna have an open house, you might as well just take the other step. And if you're displaying it in the MLS system and or flyers or whatever else you're doing, you should always go into Zillow and enter it there. Again, I know we're kind of sleeping with the, the devil here and we don't want to give them more traffic, but if this is where the consumer is looking anyways, you might as well go in and display that your listing is going to have an open house. What, what are your thoughts on uh, advertising open houses in this way for broker tour? I don't think it has really any effect for brokers. Like if you're doing a broker open, just because we all live in the MLS. Right, right, right. But that's not, I'm thinking of picking up, since you're going to be open anyway, mm -hmm. the agents that are going to come through because they want to see the property in their, in their area. But what about, is it a problem to be advertising to the general public as well? I don't think so. I mean, Mike, you know the, the intricacies up here, but I would just do it. Yeah, the more the merrier. That's, that's what I would think. For sure, more people. So that's what I thought, is that when you posted um, an open house through the MLS, that that was also syndicated through the public sites, through Zillow and all these, but they're not. Nope. You'd have to manually go in and put it in. Yeah, it's all depending on the MLS system. So okay. Wasatch Front, it didn't work <coughs> for seven years. And then two years ago, Wasatch Front Regional MLS made a change so that it would stream. But, I, and I know you guys are using a new system up here as of recently, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know if it's streaming or not. We should Anybody get that answer. Do you guys know? I know that you can specify to upload your open house to a, the broker tour or public. So there are two ways to do that. Now whether if you do it in public it goes to Zillow, I mean. You don't know that. Okay. It's likely if if they're using the word public, it is likely that that is the, the button that needs to be pressed to have it stream to Zillow. Is that instant more times than See, not? See, and there's the other problem. Yeah. It all depends on how often the IDX feed right. is, is programmed to update. Because the only way to have it be instant is to manually yep. go in. Yep. Okay. Yep. So again, that's kind of why I'm suggesting create the profile, and we as agents hate redundancy. It's like, great, I just took this active listing and I filled out all the information in the MLS. Now I gotta go put it all in marketing resource. Now I gotta do it all for a flyer. And <laughs> but um, if you're choosing the lowest hanging fruit, unfortunately consumers end up on Zillow, by far and away the highest traffic, so when in doubt, at least display it here. All right, so enter your open houses, and all these are just uh, on your sheet too, so. Um, 
All right, so who is using the back end? When I say back end, you, you have a login and a password to get into like uh, the back end of your photo tours and spotlight. Has anyone ever played with kind of that software? Okay. Um, in most MLS systems too, you can log in. You can kind of see some statistical or analytical information on traffic. Zillow does the same thing. So for free, you can check any of your listings and you can set your clients up on a report. You can see how many times it's viewed just on Zillow, not anywhere else. Um, if people are saving, saving it. Um, you know, so if you, if you have a stale listing and your seller is wondering, what are you doing to sell my property? And they just need more information or you're wondering, maybe your practice is to call your listings every Friday and update them. This is just another tool you can add to your arsenal that the way I use it in my business is I say, well, look, you know, here's yet another report that it gets, there's more pie charts and stuff if you click this hyperlink, but um, hey, here's everything I'm doing to, to market and sell your property. It's getting a lot of traffic. It's just no one's writing an offer. Wink, wink. What does that mean? Time to lower price. So we uh, at Utah Cribs, every active listing we have, we send a Friday report um, and it's called uh, your weekly status update. And we insert multiple reports. We do the MLS one, the Spotlight one, the Zillow one. If I have time, I film a 60 second or less video that updates them for that week on their listing. And I'm hoping it uh, makes them not call me over the weekend. <laughs> and then on Mondays, we usually go for price reductions on anything that hasn't sold. So I like to, I, like, I call it killing them with data, but I like to um, give them too much data and analytics that they go, all right, well. And where are we finding that with all? All this will be under your profile. Okay. So at the very top, if you just create a profile, it's gonna bring in all this information and say, you have this active listing, do you wanna display at open house? You have this active listing, do you wanna see these reports? Okay. So it'll make you your own little nice back end, okay? If any of you are on Teams, um, I actually met in Seattle at Zillow's headquarters about four years ago, and I met with Spencer Razcroft, who's been a longtime CEO until just about 60 days ago. And I got to meet with a bunch of the executives, and my in was um, one of the former employees of utahrealestate.com, uh, uh, changed jobs and, and is working for Zillow full time, and, and uh, he knew we were kind of a, a young, progressive producing team and asked us to come kind of spend a, two days at Zillow headquarters and do a think tank with their executives. So way back then, I suggested that their website was solely built for um, the single producing agent and that were teams were really uh, becoming the way of the future. And so this is old news now, but about two and a half years ago, they did reprogram a lot of the back end to allow you to take advantage of team features. All that really means is is if you go in to create a Zillow profile, if any of you are on teams or partnerships, in the beginning of setting it up, it will ask you if you're a team lead and you wanna absorb other agents' Zillow profiles under yours, and you wanna just have a team name, or if you're just solo producer. So don't get confused on that. Um, we have found we like it all under one ecosystem, so Utah Cribs has its own Zillow account. And that way, we're just getting more reviews, and more testimonials, and more listings, and more data under our Zillow profile for grouping together as a team. Okay? If you've got your own personal website, um, blog, there's a lot of little widgets Zillow has that are pretty darn easy to use. And... Um, all you really have to do, or if you have somebody who manages your website for you, you're just gonna log into your new profile. There's gonna be an area that says widgets. You choose what you want. Here's, here are some examples of things they have. Um, My Zillow listings, past sales, testimonials and reviews. What this allows you to do is cut and paste their code from your digit profile insert it onto your website, and then on your website, it will display a pretty little feed that you don't have to go update of your reviews or your past sales of your listings. And all that's 
again, free to you as an agent without spending any money to get in. Okay? All right. I'm kind of on the fence about this one. This is something our uh, one of the agents in our rethink group uh, wanted to add. But Zillow has tried to come up with their own ecosystem of awards. So here at Berkshire, you're all probably rather familiar with the award systems we have every March at, at our sales convention. And you know we've got Diamond and Diamond Platinum and blah, blah, blah. Well, Zillow has their own ecosystem of awards. And without you even knowing about it, whether you signed up for it or not, based on how much you've sold, how long you've been in the industry, testimonials, reviews, all those things, they have a bunch of different badges. Now, I don't care about these things at all, but some consumers might. So this was just another suggestion that if you're awarded any of those things, you can cut and paste those badges out of Zillow. They, they format them in an HTML coded format. You can just cut it right here and then insert it in as your email signature and you can display these logos. So a lot of agents are doing that. Or you can cut and insert a badge from Zillow that's a hyperlink to all of your customer reviews and testimonials on Zillow. And they make it look nice and pretty. Here's a cool thing they came up with probably a year and a half ago. Um, and this is, you gotta jump through some hoops to get this for free. So the sheet says this, but follow what I'm gonna tell you or you will find this confusing. If you go online, create a free agent profile, and then you do all the other things we've been talking about for free, you have to jump through another hoop to be able to do this. You have to go down and you have to go download their Premier Agent app on your phone. If you download the Premier Agent app, you will be solicited pretty hardcore by some Zillow sales folk, okay? And they're going to try to coax you to sign up through zip code advertising and blah 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 blah. But once you have the app, you can't do this with a camera, you can't go film a listing and upload it yourself, you can't even hire Spotlight to do gorgeous photography and then upload it. They won't let you do any of that for free. But if you have the app, which you can get for free, and you go through listening to a salesperson, then if you enter in the app, you can add video to any of your listings. But you have to do it through the app. You following me? So you'd have to take your phone into your listing and film a video for that listing for Zillow in their app. But that can be wildly effective because consumers love videos and for free, now you've kind of rigged Zillow's system and you've added a video to your listing, whereas usually they only let the premier agents upload video. Okay? Does that, uh, do you have any editing capabilities or is it one shot? One shot. So you have some prepared and then you have probably have your, um, your tour set up so you know exactly where to walk and how quickly to do it. Yeah. Because you don't get to piece it together. Yep. You get one. You get one. one shot or can you delete and start again? You can delete and start again. So you don't have to automatically upload it. You can do it as many times as you want, but you get one shot. Um, I'll tell you how we use it. We already know that if we're going to do pay for kind of an upgraded, really nice professional spotlight video, and we also film our own YouTube videos we call value videos to kind of justify our list price on every, on every listing. Um, we will use this to solely speak to kind of the Zillow direct consumer audience. So I'll try to point out some features that you wouldn't otherwise know by reading the listing or looking at a photo. So I might walk through, we have a really nice listing on East Bench Salt Lake right now for, it started at 1.8. And when I filmed under this app, I just said, hey, what you don't know by looking just at the photo tour of this house, is there's Mount Olympus, here's the front door, and then I walked through and I turned the camera like this and I said, and now there's the pool with sunset views. And then just ended it. And it's like, and I was speaking directly to kind of the Zillow consumer audience, like, hey, here's something you wouldn't, why, you wouldn't otherwise know. They kind of feel cool, so it's like, 
hey, this agent goes above and beyond. You end up looking like a premier agent on their website and being display without giving them any access. Okay? All right, so here's another kind of key feature to their algorithm. Obviously, Zillow is, is in it for a profit. So they act like they're very consumer friendly, but it's a total ripoff because we as agents work hard, we get the listing, and then when consumers pull up your listing on Zillow, they are just seeing the pictures of the three agents who are paying for zip code advertising in that area. You all kind of know how that works. And then at the very bottom, it says brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway. And that's what they, the legal minimum they have to do to kind of skirt real estate law. However, their algorithm is programmed, and that's all this slide is saying, that if you take advantage of these free tools, you are going to increase your status within their search criteria. So if a consumer says, I want to see agent reviews in Richmond, Kentucky, yes, Zillow is first going to display those agents that are paying them money. But if you're taking advantage of the free features and you're uploading testimonials and you've got a few reviews, even, even just your first one, and you've had a couple of sales, one or two, you're at least going to display above all the other agents in your market area that haven't taken advantage of any of these free tools. Okay? So it's better than nothing and it's free and it increases your placement within their search environment. Okay, um, now we'll end with, because I found a lot of people go, great, all that's free. Well, I don't understand how they make money. What do I get if I pay them? Um, Zillow, there are a lot of different little ways down in the weeds, but the way they make money is pretty much one of two ways with the agents. A, they have you pay for zip code, zip code specific advertising. So they will take a certain zip code and say, all right, they, don't, they won't give you these numbers, but on their master matrix sheets, they can see all the traffic they get for any given zip code in the United States. So they can take a Park City zip code and go, as of today, in 24 hours, we received this much traffic here in Park City. Within a month, we received this much. And they end up parsing out let's say it's 50,000 clicks in Park City in a given month. They divide chunks of those clicks and they guarantee you as an agent so many clicks in that zip code where your profile is displayed as if you were the listing agent on any given property and they guarantee you and whoever else they're selling to in that zip code so many impressions. So. If you have a listing on 318 Halifax Drive, a consumer clicks on it, there's three paying agents for that zip code. Um, all three are gonna be displayed and it's gonna rotate if you're first, second, or third. And it frames it in a way that kind of makes it look like you're the listing agent on this property. However, if you're paying them for either zip code advertising or as a premier agent, your listings are protected to you, okay? So that's one, that's one of the main reasons that a lot of agents who don't even care about getting leads from Zillow, but they do have a lot of listings and they don't want any other agents displayed on their listings, they will sign up not for zip code advertising, but just to become a premier agent. I can't tell you how much it is because it's always changing and it depends on your location. They've gotten really smart on how they charge for it. But it's usually between 500 and 1500 bucks and uh, a month. And when you sign up, all of your listings would be protected and you and only you would be displayed on your listings. I don't suggest it unless you've got a lot of units um, that are constantly active, okay? Next one. Okay, we already talked about buying uh, zip code advertising. Um, I, I don't 
think anyone's really used this feature much, but if you're, again, if you're paying them and you're a premier agent, um, you can add special offers to Zillow web surfers anyways. I think they really thought this would take off and it hasn't yet, but you could add 1% consumer paid closing costs or something like that. Um, the reality is, is consumers have wisened up. If you're advertising it on Zillow, it's likely they could get it anyways. Um, so that feature hasn't really worked. Gone. Uh, I mentioned this briefly earlier. If you are a paying premier agent, once you have a closing um, and, and Zillow recognizes that, they'll automatically ask the customer to give you a review for you. But again, I've found they're using broilerplate language, you might as well just request it yourself and not pay them. Yeah. And uh, that's, really, that's really about it. Uh, the last slide just kind of suggests that uh, Zillow, if you don't want to uh, pay them any money, you're taking advantage of all the free features, it is actually a pretty good prospecting tool. Zillow allows consumers to create a profile. So if you own a house, it can verify that you own 123 Main Street. They'll allow you as a consumer to create a profile. Great, once you have a profile, what can you do? You can save houses, download home sale flyers. Um, but you can also then upload information about the house you own. So you can upload pictures, you can upload an appraisal if you want. You can upload an inspection report. They want you to start living in their cloud, their ecosystem of, of, of all things housing. Well, one of the features a consumer can directly advertise if they want is a make me move, okay? So David, click back to Zillow and check our for sale options and he'll display these on the screen and I'll tell you exactly what you're looking at. Okay. It's one thing to say, I am a uh, for sale by owner. If you are a for sale by owner on Zillow, it does mean that you've taken pictures, you have an actual price uploaded, and you're willing to sell your house. Yeah, right there. Okay. So there is a difference, at least as Zillow sees it, there's a difference between a for sale by owner and a make me move. A for sale by owner saying, yep, here's the price, I'll sell my house, I don't have an agent. A make me move is this person here on Trailside has written up their own language, has uploaded their own pictures, and they aren't really saying my house is for sale for 1.8, but they're saying, give me 1.8, that'd probably make me move. <laughs> so. There are a lot of agents around the country that instead of advertising to for sale by owners who are already being solicited a lot by agents who professionally have learned to cold call for sale by owners, they go door knock or try to call up make me moves on Zillow. But people who kind of are saying, oh, I don't know, if I got this amazing price, I'd probably move. I don't know why they advertise that, but a lot of agents use it to their advantage to be in a less competitive for sale by owner type of environment. So, and you can just click the blue hyperlink there, get more info, and that's gonna email the uh, seller directly, or, um, yeah, that's gonna yeah, contact, the yeah, contact the owner directly. So, it's also, if uh, we've been in a very low inventory market, and the last thing I'll say about this is I have, this has only worked out a few times in my career, but I've had a few times where I've showed a client everything on the MLS, we're waiting for only new stuff, and then I remember, well, there are a bunch of for sale by owners or make me moves on Zillow. Mm -hmm. And uh, one time I was able to successfully contact a, a person here under a make me move, and uh, <coughs> we worked out a deal. So um, it's another way to drum up inventory in a low inventory market. So that's all I got for you guys. Hopefully it helps you on a at least quick and free and easy way you can maximize Zillow. And uh, I'll stick around for a sec if you got any other questions. Hope it's helpful. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. sure thing. That's great.
Yeah, we'll uh, give you slides and. Yeah, David offered the raw footage, and then uh, we will send it to Jamie Roney, okay. and I'll just say, hey, can you make sure who is here knows where to access this? We'll do that.